Hey, 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 it's your girl Starla Cherie, and I am coming to you live from my couch after my children have all been sent to school. So um, I'm going to talk about, you know, some other things that I've learned as as I go here in life. Um, so I remember being told I was well, my husband and I have been married for 18 years uh, this July, this past July 3rd, we got married in, in on July 3rd, 2000. And I was 20 and he was 25. And I thought that was like the best thing ever to get married and to live and have children and love. It was going to be blissful and perfect all the time because, you know, unlike everybody else in the world, we're completely different, right? Wrong. So, it took us, oh, nine years to get pregnant. I didn't get pregnant um, until the year 2009 uh, with our first daughter. And that was after a miscarriage. So I got, I technically got pregnant in 2008, miscarried in like August and found that I was pregnant by my birthday in January. And then had my, had, we had a bouncing baby girl in um, on September 11th, uh, 2000, I mean, yeah, 2009. So, but it was funny because the whole time that, you know, we were trying for babies, I, I, well, let me say this before we were trying for babies. I didn't want babies. I was happy just being married. I was happy just, you know, being just us and, I didn't start wanting children until like I I hit 25. I don't know what sparked or what, you know, what hit me in the butt or what, you know, but I wanted kids all of a sudden. I just wanted to be a parent and had all this. It was like I grew a new heart and all of a sudden I had love that was reserved just for children and, you know, not everybody's kids because I I wasn't, you know, I liked kids, but I didn't like everybody's children. So, (laughs) um, But, you know, I thought kids were awesome if they were mine. So I wanted my own kids. And, um, you know, we tried and tried and all that stuff. And I was just like, you know, distraught because I wasn't able to have children. Um, I went to the doctor, found out I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. And when, um, and and warning, if this is going to be too graphic for you, I'm going to try not to be too graphic, but the best way for, they did an ultrasound and the best way to describe uh, my ovaries was like I had a bushel of grapes on either side and that was the weirdest thing to me because one I had never seen ovaries before like well I guess I had I had seen ovaries before but I didn't really pay attention to what it looked like and the fact that mine looked like grapes on either side of my my body was freaking me out like you know it didn't really register and so the doctor tells me you know I'm 25 years old he says well you know you can have kids but you know you well but you wouldn't be able to have them it'll be very difficult and you know the the likelihood that you will have a healthy child um, you know, as in a child that isn't special needs or doesn't have some sort of, you know, physical deformity of some sort, you know, is it would be, you know, amazing, you know. And so that's how he what, what I heard, though, was 
you can't have kids and if you do it's going to be extremely sick because the eggs in your ovaries do not have room enough to mature because of the cysts so any egg that comes out of you is going to be deformed and therefore once it's fertilized you fertilize a deformed egg it's going to grow a deformed baby you're going to have an alien that's basically what i heard so I was like, oh, I'm never going to have children, which only made me want children more because now you've told me I can't. And I was just, you know, sick with it. Like, oh, my God, what do you mean I can't have kids? Ah. So, you know, a few years goes by and he gave me um, he gave me a couple different medications that, that we've tried. And one of them, I think, was glucosamine. I think, or glue, something, sodium glutamate, so, I don't know, sub, glucose something, something with glucose in it, and it was for people that had diabetes, um, but it could also be used for infertility, and, oh, excuse me, that was my mommy yawn, because it's technically time for me to take a nap, and I have been neglecting that for the past, like, two weeks, but, um, because I don't want to be that mom that's seen as, you know, super lazy because, you know, I have all the all the pressures in my head uh, that, you know, mothers feel when they're stay at home moms. And, you know, you're not allowed to take a nap. You're supposed to, like, come home, scrub the house from top to bottom, do the laundry and run all the errands and make dinner by no by noon so that when everybody gets home, they're able to eat their snacks and then come dinner time you're supposed to have dinner on the table everybody should be able to eat then you stay up all night so that you can re-clean up the kitchen and the day goes on but that that doesn't necessarily happen at my house <laughs> so that was the yawn so please excuse me anyway back to this medication so it gives me this medicine that's supposed to be able to help me it's supposed to shrink the ovaries uh cysts or whatever and therefore make it you know make the make it give me room for my uh, the eggs to mature me to have children so we did we had children so you know I went through a, a lot to have kids lost lost a baby found out I was pregnant I was about two weeks pregnant and then like two days after I found out I miscarried or a week or so after I found out I miscarried and it was a horrible horrific experience I'll probably talk about that later on in um in a different episode but what what was crazy was you know, you you sign up for children, you know, you, you sign up for this thing. You're like, I want babies. And that's like the only thing your mind can think about is wanting children and how you want to love them and how you want to raise them. And, you know, how do you want to dress them and all these wonderful things and how smart they're going to be. And, you know, because your children are different, you know, they're part of you and you're going to be the teacher. You're going to be the one raising them. So you know, you're they're Of course, they're going to be geniuses. You know, you don't sign up for, you know, a messy house and disheveled hair and lack of sleep and spit up and drool and, you know, and poopy diapers that smell like, I don't know, death and di- disappointment and and hell and just, oh, my God all wrapped into a burrito like you you don't you do not sign up for these things you don't sign up for your four-year-old son being the last child to go to school and you you know walk him into the classroom and he acts like you're dragging him to the electric chair and kicking and screaming and 
you know, bloody murder and you're, you've never seen this side of your child. So you're, you're like confused. What do you do? You know, do you spank them? Do you shake them to submission? Do you smack them in the face to keep them, you know, to calm them down? Like you see it on TV. People smack people in the face all the time. You smack them in the face. They calm down. They cut, they get a grip and everything's great, right? No, you don't smack your kid because you could go to jail. Hello. And jail is real. And nobody, you know, not everybody looks good in orange. So you don't want to wear that. And then, you, you know, you end up being somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend or, or, you know, mule or something or whatever. And, or God help you if you get in there and you commit a serious crime trying to keep yourself safe. And now you're in there for real. You're in there for good. So, you, you know, you your mind goes through all of these things, you know, after you have children and, and the nostalgia and the cuteness and all the wonder kind of goes away and it, it goes away very, very quickly. Um, you know, everything is cute and cuddly and awesome for the first few weeks, you know, I'll, I'll give you a few weeks, you know, three weeks, your baby is still small and it's cute and it's amazing and it's cute and it's awesome and it's cute and it's cute and it's just cute. Right. And then you, you, you realize that your baby wakes up every two hours to eat or, or in, in my case, every hour and a half. And then the screaming, their, their lungs mature, they grow and their the screaming becomes more pronounced it's less of that raspy brand new baby sweet cry that you're just like oh my gosh it's it's so annoying and it's music to my ears all at the same time I I I, I don't know what to do and the hormones are out of whack still so any noise that the baby makes sounds amazing and and then it doesn't <laughs> you know you don't sign up for this kind of stuff you, you're you're wondering why it is that your children with perfect 2020 vision can't find something that is in front of their literally in front of their faces you know you send your child to go get something and it's hey go find you tell them exactly where it is like you you give them a verbal map it's in the cabinet the left cabinet when you're facing the cabinets face the cabinets look to the left open the cabinet the left side of the cabinet look on the second shelf Go three rows back and your hand will touch the cinnamon. Okay. They get there and they open every cabinet except the cabinet that you specifically told them to open. They take everything out, move everything, shift it around, look through it, drop something, breaks it, leaves it there on the floor broken or on the counter broken and spilled or whatever don't clean it up and they come back and they tell you it's not there then you go through the war zone they've created go exactly to where you told them you say I told you to go downstairs face the cabinet look to the left of the cabinet only open the left side stand on the ladder if you can't if you're not tall enough or just you know if you're tall enough great go on the second shelf go three rows back and voila cinnamon and you if you're real you know the savvy parents you know the ones that have been there done that before now you know you're at the point where you can direct the child like you go downstairs and you make that child repeat every everything that you told them you make them repeat your instructions to you which then guides you to where you told them to look 
and they say, well, mom, you said to go look down. You said to face the cabinets. And so you face the cabinet and you said to open the look to the left. You look to the left. You said to open the left side of the cabinet. You open the left side of the cabinet. You said to look on the second shelf. Your, your hand is on the second shelf as the parent. And you said to look three rows back and there would be the cinnamon. But I didn't see it is what they say. You look three rows back. You savvy, savvy parents who have done this before. And you reach back there. You say, oh, this cinnamon, the cinnamon that I just found following your instructions that I gave you before. Is that what you're talking about? And they go, "Ah, well, and you're like, yeah, clean the kitchen. And now they're distraught because, you know, you expect them to clean the kitchen. You told them to. Oh, my God. How could you be so cruel? You wicked, wicked parent. It's amazing, you know, but but when you look back to that time when you were told, you know, that you couldn't have children. When you look back to that time when you just thought it would never happen for you, when you that all the nights that you stayed up and you cried and and the prayers and the, you know, the offerings given and all these things, every standing on your head and all the things that that the Internet told you to do. You know, you you make love to your spouse and you lay in the bed still with your legs in the air for ever how long they say you're supposed to do that. You know, there's so many other things. Meanwhile, there there are teenagers, drug addicts, people that smoke, all these people that you would look at and go, why do you have kids? And they are popping babies out left and right. They're not adhering to any of these rules, you know, at all. It's only the only rule they're adhering to is not wanting the kid. And then boom, they're pregnant. And they're just like, how are they able to just get pregnant and you're trying everything under the sun and nothing is working. How? And so you give up. That's what I did. I gave up. I was like, you know what? My spirit is crushed. I am done. I don't want children anymore. Obviously, it's not for me. A few months later, I was pregnant and I was having my child. And I was like, you know, that's interesting because that blows the whole the whole the secret thing you know the attraction marketing thing that people are are marketing now that blows all that crap out of the water it really does because you're like in my case I'm like well the last vibe or energy that if I'm sending vibes or energy or whatever out into the world was that I did not want children I was like forget it f it I don't care I'm done I'm done with this whole trying I'm just going to enjoy sex now you know, I'm just going to really have, the, I'm going to have fun with my spouse because now this, this need and want and desire for children has messed up my relationship in my head so much so that I, I can't even look at my spouse the same. I've turned him into uh, the summation of his parts. Wow. And so I gave up. And just I and some people will say, well, you did attract the baby because it was attraction marketing because you wanted, wanted, wanted the baby for so long. And then by the time you decided that you didn't want the baby, it was too late to send out that energy signal. And so the universe was already working on one thing. They couldn't turn around and pivot and work on the other or whatever. However, you you bring it all about to to fit it, to put it in the little box that you want to put it in. That's great. But for me, I said, I don't want any more children forget it 
I'm just sick of this. I'm sick of wanting and not getting. I'm tired of, of, of doing all the things that the internet says and eating the way the internet says and, you know, doing all this crazy research and not getting what I want. And so when I did that, you know, a few months later, like I said, I was pregnant. And I was shocked. And then I was terrified because, you know, only a few months before that, I'd had a miscarriage after finding out I was pregnant. So I didn't want to move. All because I wanted children and I wanted the ability to apparently um, to clean up these 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 giant room these rooms that just become giant uh laundry bags Uh, it's like I don't understand this like I I don't think I did this as a kid and I I could have you know my parents would would probably disagree um I don't recall washing clothing you know doing having my laundry done and then throwing all of my laundry on the floor after my mom hung them up You know, I remember hanging them up myself, but I don't remember putting clean laundry on the floor with dirty laundry. All three of my children do this. And and I I don't understand why. Like you, you want to wear clean clothes, right? Is there a new, I mean, I know there's a high low thing in fashion. You know, I don't. I don't know about the the clean dirty uh trend so i mean is that a trend like how, what is this you know or for whatever reason we can't find anybody's socks there's 30 pair 30 socks there's 30 actual socks i and not one matches another 30 out of 30 socks not one where are your socks are you giving them away like what is happening these are just things that you don't sign up for as a parent you don't think about these things when you want children nobody tells you about these things when you want children and when they try to sit you down and tell you this because you're so irrational in your mind and so zonked out about wanting kids you don't hear them only thing you're hearing is I would never complain about my kids because, oh, I would just want to love them and and embrace them and raise them and teach them. And they're going to be little geniuses and they're going to do everything right because, I mean, they're not going to be perfect because nobody's perfect. But that's okay because we want babies because we do not have them and we are not delirious and we have not lost sleep. We have had we, we have had all of the sleep that we needed. And you're just, you know, you're so you're in such a blissful place. And then you wake up eight or nine years later and you're wondering, is this what I signed up for? Like, is that it? That This is what I, this is parenting. Am I doing this right? Like, am I screwing up my kids? Um, you know, when my children need therapy by the time they leave my house, like, how is this going to work out? You know, those are the things that you think about. Those are the things that I think about, I should say you know, as a stay at home mom. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that my kids grow up to be wonderful, productive members of society and that they contribute. Oh, 
excuse me they contribute nice things and these are genuine yawns you guys like i'm so serious for whatever reason my body only allows me to sleep five hours a night and <laughs> i am trying my best to figure out why and how to fix it but it is it's only letting me sleep for five hours and i last week i just i refused to take a nap during the day in hopes that my body and my mind and everything would be so tired that it would sleep for the whole eight hours or nine hours at least and no it did not I slept for five hours every night and I, I I don't know what the problem is so bear with me but yeah so I don't know maybe maybe this is in the it was all in the fine print of wanting children like or maybe it's this is how the you know, the universe, how God gives you kids and, you know, he gives you the, the need, the desire, the blissful feelings of love and what it means to, to have children in the romantic way. And then reality sets in much later. Um, and I haven't even gotten to the teenage years yet. Like my kids are eight, six and four. I've yet to, to see the teenager stuff or the preteen stuff and it's gonna be interesting because it's it's every stage is new you know every stage is like getting a new kid and it's crazy because you're like okay well I did this before with your brother even if you've got all boys you know or all girls and you're like okay I did this before with this one but this one is completely different same age completely different why aren't you a boy aren't you a girl why are you so different and then the next one well dog you're different from the the other two you're completely different so you have to adjust there's a constant adjustment which is really interesting and if you're analytical like me you know you you sit back and you kind of study these things and you're like okay so this is going to be this way, like dealing with my children each time I'm going to have, I will definitely know who I'm dealing with. Like when it comes to the kids, because they're all so different. It's very cool. Very exhausting as well. <laughs> but I guess it, it's all in what keeps life fun and, and makes things not so monotonous. And when you look at the bigger picture of it all, the whole picture, you realize that, yeah, this is what I signed up for. And it's a lot better than the romantic stuff that I've dreamed up in my forehead. You know, it's so much richer than what I dreamed of. And I wouldn't change anything, any, not one single thing, not even my son throwing horrid, horrid tantrums when I took him to school last week. This week, today, Monday, he walked into class without any problems. He had a smile on his face. He was ready to go. So, I don't know. I'm learning as I go. So, that was episode two. This is fun. Helps me get all my thoughts out. And, you know, if nobody ever hears this, that's cool with me too. But if somebody does, then, and it helps you, then that's awesome. Hope you all have a great day and ciao.